So baptism. Baptism. It's a, it's a big thing. Tis. Uh, I'm trying to remember the comes. It's a Greek word, correct? It is. Yep. And uh, it, use it in a sentence. It, well, the the idea of the Greek was it predated the um, the ceremony that we know today. So the word came from um, a couple of different settings. It was used in the textile industry you can call it a textile industry at that time. Industry really didn't come along until the Middle Ages. But but the idea of completely submerging a piece of fabric in dye, as they would Mm. would dye these uh, fabrics different colors, when it was completely immersed and submerged in the dye, then it was baptized. Uh, Also was used as a military term when a ship was completely sunk, or a naval, I should say a maritime term more than a military term. Uh, When a ship was completely sunk, um, it was baptized. That was the idea. Yeah. So that think, eventually became became what we know today. I think having a brief insight slash history into what it is is important because there are so many uh, ideas and I want to even say misconceptions about baptism from a from a Christianity standpoint today. Well, for sure, and and like just looking at your own life, right. growing up in the church, your, right. your mom. I don't know if you ever spent time there, but your mom grew up in the United Church of Christ, and so they had a particular practice. Mm-hmm. I think they did infant baptism, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, I was baptized as a baby. And then you grew up largely in the Free Methodist mm-hmm. Church, and I don't really, I'm not as familiar w- with their practices, but I think they do a believer's baptism. Yeah, because um, I got baptized again, I think in sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, so um, in a hot tub. Hot tub, yeah. Getting hot in the hot tub. Um, so, anyhow, we are so serious with our with our pop culture references. Anyhow, oh so th- then coming from that and then going to a Catholic university, yeah, that that, that was another big shift Just for you. Toss some holy water on somebody, <laughs> and then uh, I've, I've you, run the gamut. And then you're at real life now. So, did you go to church anywhere between college and here? Uh, no, on, on a regular basis. Not on a regular basis. No. The Catholic Church was interesting, uh, the experience there. And I, I actually ended up having to go to a lot of um, Catholic masses when I was there because I was in the choir. Hmm. Um, and uh, my, my father is Catholic. My whole father's side of the family is Catholic. And um, the belief system there, as far as, as, far as I know, and I'm, I don't want to offend anybody with this, <clears throat> but is, is baptism is kind of equal to salvation. Or it's part of it. It's part of the of God's giving of grace. The the, the sacramentalist idea, whether whether you're talking about um, what Catholics refer to as the Mass, not only Catholics but but largely Catholics refer to the Mass uh, in the Lord's Supper and Communion. <clears throat> um, all of those rituals are various means of grace. That, that's the idea of, of sacraments. Is that as you do these things, this is part and parcel of God uh, imparting His grace. Because I've heard people say, oh, it's okay, they were baptized. It's okay. Or, yeah. or, or wanting to get a baby baptized reason, immediately. or right. whatever, you know. It's the same reason that, the, that you, know, you have to continually participate in the confession and in Mass. Uh, it's the same reason that you have to have the last rites, you know, going through right. all these different things. Um, and again, there, it's not, that's not only a, a, a papist thing. That is something that the Protestant church in, in some uh, denominations carried over after the Reformation as well. So, I mean, you can even see from my, you know, going from this this church to this church to this church throughout my life, it's it, that concept alone has 
even been confusing for me. Sure, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that it's not I'm not the only one that it's confusing for. Well, I'll say it, it's confusing even among people that have the same background for the same reason when we were talking in the previous uh, podcast about um, the the teaching of the church that mm -hmm. there's so much that we just don't talk about. We don't right. dig deep enough into our doctrines to understand what we believe or why we believe it, which I, I think is something that would be worth having a class in church mm -hmm. on an ongoing basis for us to, as the people of God, understand the will of God according to the word of God so that we can be transformed more and more into the image of the Son of God. So as we're working through this idea of baptism, there are a lot of um, different takes. Uh, I, I want to use the word misconceptions, but I'm, I'm afraid I already that did, might so be, I'll take the blame. might be offensive, but I, I guess I'm not really overly worried about being offensive or I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. Yeah. But the, <clears throat> the, the development of doctrine through church history led to a variety of changes in understanding and in practice uh, that were then um, wrestled with and uh, in many cases reversed or um, replaced during the Reformation period, the Great Reformation in the, in the 16th century. <clears throat> so as we see how that developed over time, we have a variety of different uses of the word baptism mm -hmm. in the New Testament. So we have to be a little careful about how we read, again, always reading in context, understanding what it is that we're looking at, what it's talking about. Because if we just lift verses out, then we can seriously distort the meaning of those verses, just like we can with Maybe any Maybe fit whatever we want, but... Right. I mean, that happens on, on you know, internet news all the time. Right. You get a soundbite that right. has the exact opposite meaning of what that entire conversation was about. But if you lift it and you put it in, in a, a non-contextual setting, so it's mm -hmm. just by itself, you can make it say all kinds of things. And, you know, every time there's a political campaign, people use... You know, somebody's words right. lifted out of context right, right. in in a political ad to, to smear them. Well, see what they said. They obviously hate life, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to see a political ad. They hate life. <laughs> well, you know, it's not far from that. Uh, um, but a lot of times it's, it's just taking little bits right. and pieces and sound bites work really well. And right. we don't, as a people, tend to think deeply enough to say, is that really what it means? I've seen so many of these... Um, viral videos of whether it's police brutality mm -hmm. or, or whatever else you're looking at where they show you a clip that looks horrific because right, it is right. but they don't show you the other you know maybe it's a 20 minute thing that's going on right. and they show you like 20 seconds of it so you don't understand what's happening and then you know people share that all over the internet mm -hmm. and it's Next thing you know, everybody's believing a particular thing, their version of the truth, mm -hmm. when it has no relevance to the truth at all. Right. It's not; it doesn't even connect. And we do that a lot of times with scripture. So that that's kind of happened to us, I think, in a lot of settings, with baptism mm -hmm. in particular, but with a, a number of things. Sure. I think baptism is one of those areas that we can see it really clearly when because everyone has their basic idea of what baptism is. Well, yeah. So. so. Paul talks about baptism. Peter talks about baptism. Jesus talks about baptism. Uh, Luke talks about it in the book of Acts as, as the narrator. And in each of these things, there is something specific in the mind of the writer. Mm -hmm. But it's not always the same thing. Right. So John, uh, the baptizer, 
as as we see in Luke and in Mark, uh, I don't remember if he says it the same way in, in Matthew, but as he's talking about it, he says, I, I baptize you with water. John's baptism was for repentance. There was a specific purpose and specific meaning and symbolism in his baptism. I baptize you with water, but one will come after me who will baptize you with, uh, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. What, what does that mean? He's not talking about the same baptism. Right. So when Jesus comes, the baptism that he has is a spirit baptism. Because he doesn't well, need to repent for anything. Well, when he's baptized, right. right. So right. so he comes, Jesus is actually baptized by John, right. and John's baptism is symbolizing repentance. Well, with him, um, with him not having the same uh, sin that, that you and I would have, that we would have to repent of, is a fulfillment of righteousness, as Jesus describes it. But it's not for turning away from uh, sins that he's committing. Right. He is turning away from sin, turning toward God. But it's a different idea for him in the same physical act, by the same person, in the same location. So we have to look a little bigger at that. But when John talks about the baptism that Jesus will bring, Jesus will bring the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which we actually don't fully see until Luke two, or Acts 2, written by Luke, so it's confusing. Uh, so in Acts 2, then the believers are baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that begins a whole new work of what God is doing. Then he, he also says baptism by fire. Well, we can't take that in a literal sense. That's not a good thing. That's, you know, I can just see some crazy cultist out there where if you're going to be a believer, you have to Douse be immersed in, in fire, right? So that's, that's not it. Right. What is he talking about there? And then, uh, you know, we see more and more of that. Peter talks about this, baptize, this baptism, which also saves you. Well, wait, what? Because Paul said that no works are saving you. So you've got things that when you just look at individual verses, they appear to be in conflict. So how does that work? And we want to talk about what is the purpose of it. And we understand the Bible to be teaching, and we'll develop this a little bit on Sunday, we understand the Bible to be teaching a baptism of believers, mm -hmm. those who are able to make a professional faith, to actually turn as John's baptism. It's not John's baptism, but, but it relates to turn from my way to, to his way. Mm -hmm. Paul gives the imagery of that as depicting our burial with Christ and our resurrection with Christ. So I can't really do that unless I am saved, unless I have believed. So that's why we believe the Bible teaches a believer's baptism. Others teach, uh, especially our pedo-baptist friends, uh, the Presbyterians and, and Lutherans and others, um, who baptize infants, and they would tend to see it more as a parallel to the new to the Old Testament circumcision mm -hmm. uh, ritual, um, and there's some validity to that, and some, and I think they, uh, I quite frankly think they get it wrong, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit on Sunday. So there's a lot to talk about here. There is <laughs> to clear up some confusion and, and just make sure we're using the right context. As yeah, we says, just talked yeah. about some you know some background stuff, and we're already over our 10 minute time limit. Oh, we are. Way to pay attention. I did not. So we will uh, unpack that more on Sunday and have a longer discussion about it uh, next week in the podcast. So thanks for listening.